They say the early bird gets the worm, inspiring motivation if you're the bird. The worm, however, has no idea when her future will be plucked away by the next airborne attacker. Welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight, up for discussion, can't wait, is season six, episode six, Where the Vile Things Are, original air date November 19th, 2012, written by Dan Steele and directed by Norman Buckley. Blair gets ready for her mother's intimate imminent arrival but is unprepared for the set of demands her mother puts upon her serena volunteers to help dan find a new place to live but their time together brings up unexpected emotions with ivy's help chuck discovers there's evidence incriminating his father in illegal activities and enlists the help of nate to retrieve it meanwhile rufus and ivy are excited about their art gallery opening until they find an empty rsvp list and must scramble to find another way to make the event a success (laughs) i could cry i could cry the the (laughs) profanity coming out of my mouth while watching this episode was a lot was a lot mm-hmm. yeah it was a lot of i can yeah i'll save it you're welcome yes. so to make things a little better my glass full of gossip tonight is titled spectrum which is the uh portrait the big rainbow woman portrait um and i picked a rainbow drink for a rainbow uh, oh my god portrait. i have it i have it in my fridge awesome so we are that's right you can have a nice nice cocktail after after this episode but it's the gts kombucha the trilogy kind which if you know you know the bottle is rainbow it's super pretty and i felt like that was really uh fitting for this episode because i haven't done kombucha yet all season which who am i (laughs) oh my god you haven't we always drink kombucha so i felt like it was time to include and this bottle was perfect and my three gossip words to remind everyone we had painting for the painting having the hidden envelope behind the vespa for a throwback (laughs) to our sag days and amends which honestly I wrote my three gossip words for next week and I used amends. And I was like, have I used this one before? Because next week really is amends, but I'll keep it for this week for basically, um, I'm trying to think of the amends in this episode. Dan making amends maybe with Serena. I, I don't really remember why, why I picked amends, but I picked amends. <laughs> yeah. I guess my brain was all sorts of jumbled from this episode so let's get into it we're going to start with Blair Dan has released his serial the Blair chapter mm-hmm. she's out in the open yep and in it which I have in trivia I will read it's basically a summary of her being stuck in high school which no surprise that Blair is still the little petty girl she has always been in high school you know even though she is like we still see her going back to her ways. It's not as triggering because I still see growth with her. Yeah. Compared to our other friends who just aren't going anywhere and their names rhyme with Memorina. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, this actually like I loved I loved this storyline in this episode, the Blair storyline. Yes, I also did enjoy it. We have Eleanor. She's also in town, not impressed by Blair's new sales. She got the three Bs, Barney's, Burdoff's, and Bloomies, but it's not enough for Eleanor. She tells Blair that she's thinking that Blair's deviant personality type is actually not really working for her company, and she better mature fast, otherwise she's getting the boob. So Blair agrees to shape up since she does want to keep the company And she meets up with Nellie Yuki, her Eleanor's request, and she wants them to bond, but really Blair can't keep her big mouth shut. She can't control the words coming out of her mouth. She's super rude to Nellie, telling her she'll release embarrassing photos of her from high school in the play. 
And at the end of it, Ellie's like, you're hopeless. I can't help you here. And Eleanor is so mad at Blair that she doesn't change her ways. So she demotes her. Yeah. And I I felt like, wow, we're going to bring stuff up from high school like a picture. And I was hoping, I mean, it all worked. Well, Nellie didn't stand for it. But I wanted Nellie to be like, oh, please, that's the best you got. Right. She's like, oh, okay, Blair, you're going to you're going to post that about me. And I'm like, I would be like, who gives a shit? It's It's like it was like like three or four years ago now. Yeah. No one cares. No. So then Blair seeks out Humphrey for writing this article and he believes that it's the truth. And obviously it's clear her mother and everyone else around her feels the same way. Otherwise, you know, she wouldn't be up in a tizzy about everything and Eleanor wouldn't have demoted her. So later she tells her mother in front of Nellie that she's resigning and she wants Nellie to write an article about it so that they get some press. Nellie is like gloating at her. She finds her at the Met steps and Blair tells her that, you know, oh, you got what she wanted, but like kind of like in a way you're never going to beat me even though I resigned. And so then Nellie gets petty and she's like, nobody cares about you. No one will care about what happens to Blair Waldorf. And you're just still stuck in high school. And this is when Blair gets the idea to bring to her mother that she would like to get one more shot at Blair Waldorf designs or, you know, Waldorf designs. And she wants to recreate her Constance uniform because that's kind of like kind of what made Blair so feared and envied in high school was her fashion sense. And obviously we know like her, her personality type, but everyone wanted to be Blair Waldorf and so she says can I do this and Eleanor does grant her like this one last time yeah we can see what you do with that so what do you think I loved it I thought this is iconic this makes sense and you better be thanking Nellie for giving you this light bulb of an idea that whole that step scene I I loved it even though Blair was vicious and she's like oh you're still sitting below me and we're outside yes. of high school like that was awful but I yes. love like you said Nellie talking back to her but really that light bulb moment came on those steps and because of Nellie Yuki and also just the fact of the amount of Nellie we're getting this season yeah she's kind of just like thrown back in the mix like she always was there yeah Which is nice to see because we did enjoy her character and it was always comical when she's on the screen. But I felt like I, and in the reboot, we do get that great Nelly Yuki episode and she's killing it. Mm -hmm. So obviously she gets over this whole like below Blair thing. It's not, it's a, it's apparent in this episode, but it's not like at its fullest potential, obviously, because we're still sort of fresh from it all. Yeah. Um, but Blair honestly rubbed me the wrong I, as much as I like this storyline and her getting to design recreate her high school days I didn't really enjoy Blair being so nasty but just, what I, else is new yeah why do we have to continue to be nasty to Nelly is it a jealousy thing is it like recognizing yeah. you have made it and I'm struggling mm-hmm. I still Probably. have this weird power over you that we both know it's like this unspoken power yeah and she's just very i mean they're both obviously still very insecure little girls yeah that are blair's it's clearly jealous like she's not doing well in her career even though she thought when she would graduate high school and go to college like everything would work out in her favor but now she kind of is left with nothing in a way because she's she's not married to her prince charming Mm -mm. or the prince or whoever she was going to marry and her job is at stake so her i mean she's always had pretty low confidence but i'm sure it's pretty low now like lower yeah uh humpkins let's talk about this mess (laughs) you look like a rat (laughs) i know i do right (laughs) that should be like the mascot for humpkins is a, a ugly little rat, little mouse. So gross. So we're over in Brooklyn and Chivy and Rufus are discussing their big gallery opening. It's finally the day 
that they're going to have this party and they're going over the guest list. And it seems as though there are way more declines than people actually going. And they realize that Lily is also throwing a charity event with like, with like paintings. Like what are the odds of that? And Chivy's like, Oh, she's probably just doing this because she knew it was our event. I'm like, she probably doesn't give a shit about you. Chivy. Yeah. Like there's (laughs) no way that Lily did this to spite Rufus and fucking no. No, Chivy, right, exactly. And so it's a charity event too, which is great. And so Chivy says, I'm going to donate a ton of money so that they don't have to hold this charity event anymore. I'm like, well, it doesn't really work like that. Like charity will always need money. Like it's not like, oh, we get to this cap and we're going to, you know. We're good. Doors, exactly. Right. So the event doesn't get canceled. So Humpkins decides they're going to auction off the paintings from their gallery at Lily's event. And Chivy also states to Lily that she is dying to bid on that infamous rainbow woman painting from the Vanderwoodsons. Lily thinks this is preposterous. There's no way you would be able to afford such a thing. And Rufus tells her, well, actually, she's got Cece's money. So, ouch. God, that must have stung real bad to hear that from your ex. Did it sting more than the fact that she said to him, like, oh, you're pretty much you're with someone with money and you left someone with money because it's not your money she's spending. Nope, it's right. And it's essentially still like Lily's money. Yes, exactly. You still have yeah. Vander Woodson money. It's still Vander Woodson money, exactly. Or so, Rhodes. It's Rhodes money. I'm sorry, Rhodes money. Right. Yeah. It, either way you look at it, it's still the same. And so there is a bidding war that's going to happen now. And Chuck gets involved and it's Lily and Chivy and Chuck and they're all bidding. And then they start all arguing about whose side is on who, on who and teaming up and... At that point, Rufus is the winner of the painting for $1.1 million, which, of course, Chivy is now going to pay for. So to tie in Chuck, he's still hard at work trying to figure out how to. Oh, do you hear my stomach growling? No, I didn't. (laughs) It was a big rumble. Um, He's trying to figure out how to get the proof and evidence on BART with the oil trading. He gets security from the Vanderwoodsons to spy on Bart and this envelope that Chivy has seen him with last episode. So the only link right now is Bruce Kaplan, who is like the go-to for everything in the Bass and uh, Vanderwoodson household. And so he was the one to have brought the envelope to Bart. So Nate tells Chuck he's going to set up a meeting with Bruce to see if he can kind of fish and sort of trick him into giving him some business advice so that it would, you know, it would shed some light onto maybe how Bart was going with his transactions. This story is so <laughs> convoluted. Like so every ridiculous. week when we get to Chuck and following him and trying to take down Bart, I have to pay attention very closely because I'm just watching and I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait, now we're chasing here. What is happening? What? Yeah. And I think that at this point, I'm kind of just like, let me just get the gist. I don't need to be very specific, but let me just get the gist. Okay. (laughs) Because at at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's we're trying to prove that Bart has illegally traded oil. Essentially, that is the, the whole premise. So Bruce doesn't give Nate any information, but Nate steals Bruce's phone. He's trying to figure out because he's got like a coding system, much like our friend Diana Payne, Mm -hmm. where they couldn't understand what all these codes mean. They figure out that he uses movies as codes and that Bart's name was with the movie Traffic. So that's where the head of the drug cartel hides records of trades in the back of a painting. So they're like, okay, now we know this is has to do with oil trading and it has to be hidden in one of the paintings. So right. Nate heads over to the Vander Watsons and he's searching through all their paintings and, and obviously he comes up short because then he notices the Richard Phillips, which is the Spectrum painting, is missing from 
their home, which is obviously it's a very prominent piece in their apartment. And so as we know, Humpkins wins this painting. And so Chuck offers to buy it from Chivy in which he has to pay twice as much. So I guess $2 million for this painting, which of course, uh, Chuck is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just just give it to me. And when, when all is said and done, the envelope isn't even in the painting because it seems as though Chivy has the envelope and she tells someone on the phone to come back now. So who do you think that that is? You know, you first want to say it's Lola, but maybe now she's working with Bart. Mm. But that would be, I don't know, because she's working with Chuck. At this point, Lily, Chivy just works for anyone. Like we used to love her and we thought that she had a moral code and maybe she really just loves Cece like genuinely, but everyone else, I don't think so. Like she doesn't care about Rufus. She doesn't care about Chuck. She's just a pawn in everybody's game. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe it was, uh, what's his face? William. William. Um, Vander Woodson? Yeah. Like, you can okay, come okay. back. I could work with you on this. Or maybe it is Bart. But Bart seemed pretty upset that that was missing. Yeah. And also, like, why wouldn't you tell Lily where you hid it? Because she says that. Like, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> Fill her in. And I hope now, since we're going to be entering, oh my God, episode seven, we are so damn close to the end and nothing has fucking happened. Holy, I know we say this every week, but it truly just, it truly just hit me. It hit you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing has happened. Nothing (laughs) has happened. Okay, so maybe next week things are going to happen. And maybe now Lily will be like, okay, because I'm still... I still truly want to believe that Lily's going to turn and work with Chuck and leave Bart. I still have that feeling. Here's hoping. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, we have to talk about the return of Sag. I feared this day. We don't have to. Like, we could just kind of, George, pretend it didn't happen. Like, let's just not (sighs) talk about this. I know. I, I can't. I can't believe it, Liz. I truly, <laughs> I I should have just audioed you after I texted you. I sent her a screenshot and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're fucking bullshit. And poor aunt was watching with me and I was like, you don't even know, aunt. You, you, you just, don't even you know. Don't even know. And the whole time I was just like, oh, oh, are you kidding? Oh, this is so gross. Well, next week's episode, I was flipping tables, so... Literally, are we was together? Flip, flip. are we? We're together next week. Yeah, thank goodness because this is going to be a wild ride. Oh, my light just shut off. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm glad we're together next week, so we can continue to watch the madness that is the last of this series. Exactly. Uh, it's dead. Oh well. Okay, so my light just turned off. I'm in the dark. I need to be in darkness because I'm depressed. I'm also wearing black. You know, oh, there it comes. This is a very oh. weird light. Yeah. It's like, wait, I want to hear you shit talk on that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so as we said, Dan, he's staying at the Vander Woodson's. He and Serena, his only bestie left are discussing his new cereal on Blair. And Serena is happy that they both have each other, you know, since they don't really have anyone else at this point. And Dan agrees, yeah, it's great that we have each other, but I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm going to go find my own new apartment since I have my money from Vanity Fair. So Serena's like, oh, okay, I'll be the nice girl and go offer to help you find apartments. So they go out hunting and apparently, Dan got used to riding Vespas when he was in Italy, so now he has a Vespa. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, why not? When you have that Vanity Fair money, just buy one. You can how just about, zip around the city. How about buy yourself an apartment first or, like, rent an apartment first? But, no, okay. No Get yourself a Vespa. No. Because that's that's the thing to do. That is that's the thing to so do. That's so true. Yeah. And it's so apropos because then the paparazzi – they find Dan and Serena on the Vespa and they hurry off, which is like, 
same couple, but like more shallow issues. It's like this. We've literally just did this first or second first season, I guess. Yep. And it's the same thing, except now they just have like more issues that are like silly. Um, so they go to their first date spot. Why they chose there, I guess, because it's private and they are playing pool and we find out Serena is actually really good at pool and she was just trying to flirt with Dan back in the day. What a shock. Then Gossip Girl posts that they are at this bar. So they decide they're going to leave separately out of separate exits and they both agree like, oh, this was really good while, while it lasted. So then Serena, <coughs> excuse me, then Serena comes back to the Van Der Wetsons and Nate is there because as we know, he's checking on all of the paintings, but of course he doesn't lead on to that. And they talk about Dan and how now Serena, she's coming up with some feelings again. She's starting to feel a little flushed and Nate is like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. He tries to take her off the edge And he's like, you just broke up with Steven. You just did this. You always do this, honey. Please don't fall into this pattern. And plus, Dan wrote awful things about you and everyone else that he's supposedly friends about, friends with. And Serena's like, yeah, actually, you know what, Nate? You're right. I can't believe I'd ever want to be with someone like Dan. And of course, Dan overhears this. And so they argue and they're arguing both pathetic points. And I have exactly what they said because I feel like I need to dissect it a little bit because I call bullshit on every single thing they said. Okay, before you go continue, I just want to insert, thank you, Nate. That's it. Thank you, Nate. (laughs) He tried. He really did try. But he was like, I just like that he got to the point. There's no way and it's too soon that you have real feelings for Dan. Exactly. Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. So we have Serena. I know it. This is Serena saying, I know it sounded bad, but you heard it out of context. Dan, in what context can selfish egomaniac be positive? Serena, I was telling Nate what a good time I have with you. But the Dan says, yeah, I heard the butt part. Serena, but that's confusing for me because I have spent the past few months hating you i told you i loved you and then you rejected me for my best friend okay you rejected me for nearly everyone on the upper east side dan says can you blame me for having doubts and i say to myself can someone explain that one because i agree back in season four she couldn't decide between dan and nate right (laughs) the light the positivity light is coming on me and So I guess with that, like that stuck with him, right? But then like the whole other scenario of like neither party could, neither party picked each other. You guys kept picking other people over each other. Right. Okay, let's pick it up again. Serena, you had more than doubts. You told me you never wanted to see me again. Dan, you mean after you used me to make a sex tape to destroy me and your best friend? I'm not the bad guy here. I go, you're most definitely equally as bad, but okay. And Serena says, you want everyone to believe you're poor, sweet Dan Humphrey from Brooklyn, but you sent that video of Chuck and Blair into Gossip Girl to try and ruin their wedding. And then you pinned it on me. And Dan says, yeah, I didn't want Blair to marry marry the wrong man. And it's not like you ever used Gossip Girl to further your own agenda. Oh, wait, you were Gossip Girl for a second. And Serena says, only to restore the balance after Georgina's reign of terror who is now partnering with you to attack and humiliate everyone that you care about in your expose. Then Dan said, which leads us back to your reasoning for calling me a selfish ego maniac. Yes, you definitely are. I can't believe this argument. I had to go back and, and see exactly what they were saying to each other because I was like, my head's like flipping one to the next. And I'm like, you're both awful. They're exactly the same. They're exactly the same. And like, what are you even arguing out about at this point? Like, they're not. You've all, all Serena, d- you've both done the same exact thing to each other. Yeah. All Serena's trying to get at is I like you and can we sleep together? And Dan Padgy Boy is like, Yeah, okay, you're convenient. And sure. That's that sums that up. Let's just mm-hmm. have some tense moments and go into an elevator and have a break and let's reminisce because that happened right. before. Exactly. This has happened 
before. And now the elevator breaks and they're stuck with each other yet again. And he says that he couldn't face getting what he always wanted and then risk losing it. And he's sorry that he never responded to her when she said, I love you. Oh, please. Oh, please. He's he's sorry about not responding to that. And he says he couldn't face getting what he always wanted and then risk losing it again. So no. Serena has always been what he's wanted because I just have never seen that. I'm just well, saying. Well, no. In the beginning, yes. Season one, yes. Yes. This was the girl he wanted. But how about all of these feelings for Blair? What happened and, to that? And Vanessa. And um, who else? I mean, obviously... The heart wants what it wants. At the end of the day, if you are you love someone, you do eventually get over that and start dating other people. If the Obviously, if the other party is not willing to participate in this. Sure, right. But I just, I really... Because I feel like I he, would have, see it. he would have the same conversation with Blair and be like, you're, you are what, who I've always wanted. Like, not always, right? I know. Because I, I just feel like, yes, you wanted Serena so bad. But then you, you very much passionately moved on to Blair. Very passionately. Like up until what? Last episode? Like I, I just, these two are the worst. Are They're the worst. worst. They're the real worst. Oh yeah. my, our Sag fans cannot be okay with this. Like this. They're loving it. You're loving it. It's sad just back on. They can't they can't get enough. <laughs> Give me a barf bucket. I need to mm. throw up. It's so gross. Yeah. And then Serena admits that she has also tried to convince herself that Dan is terrible so she can move on and prevent herself also from getting hurt. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe in the in the latter few you know, months, but not before that. So like let me get this straight. Just to recap. Serena was about to say yes to Matt Camden because she got so excited with the ring and like, oh my God, he's the one. Like, I totally need to marry him. And he's like, I can't do this. And so then Padge is like, hey, you want to get a milkshake? Like one second later. And she's like, I've always been in love with you. It's you. Let's sleep together. Did I get that right? I just want to make sure we're like you got understanding. It. Okay. You got it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I would love for all of you Sag fans out there to write a convincing personal statement. And I will select the best one I feel is worthy of me understanding and sympathizing with this couple. Well, I I would love to hear that too. Mm -hmm. I would also like to hear that because this is this. (laughs) Wow. If you do it, I will send you a sticker. (laughs) All the participants will get a sticker. So yeah. if you guys want to, you know, throw me a bone. I want to have some fun here. Not okay? just you a bone. Throw, <laughs> throw us, throw throw us, us a, a bone. bone. Yeah. yeah. Like we want to read your personal statements on Sag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the elevator starts to work and she invites him to come up to have some, not just strawberries, chocolate covered strawberries. It's like we're throwing in so many old Sag references here. And of course he accepts and they both are hopeful for like a fresh start. And then of course they kiss and my eyes started to close. I couldn't watch it. And then they have sex. They have sex. Yes. Because, and then, but Padge says, are you sure? What is this? Some chair stuff? Well, also it, so if she says yes, I don't know. Well, it, it's just unbelievable. I just. What if she said no? <laughs> well, not only that, it's just like y'all slept together. You were so angry the last time you slept together because she forced in. She lied about that, like how that all happened. And with the whole sex tape, of it, and, you know, her filming them. And I'm just like, is it because you guys are lonely? Like, I'm really trying to understand. Yeah. Yes, you've always had a connection with this person, but truly it's because you guys are lonely, right? Like you're both each other's rebound right now. That's what's happening. Yes, exactly. They usually are. So. Yeah. 
All right, let's take a short break. I need to recoup and then we'll come back with some trivia. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed your break from the sadness of everything. But this title is based off the movie Where the Wild Things Are. This is the first time where Serena and Blair don't share a scene together in the entire episode. I guess we've never done that ever. Really? It's what trivia tells me. It's what the IMDb tells me. Um, then we have the the queen of schemes. This is Dan's serial on Blair. Says, if you live in New York or you have your finger on even the faintest pulse of modern fashion, then you've seen the disaster that is Blair Waldorf's most recent attempt at world domination. For as long as I've known Blair, power has been her holy grail. She has always wanted it more than anything, been willing to do anything to get it, double-cross anyone she thinks might stand in her way, yet it continues to elude her. More than anything, Blair wants the power she wields in high school. Her hunger for power is more fatal flaw. Is her sorry, her hunger for power is her fatal flaw. She wants to be Queen Bee again. It was a title she earned through manipulating and scheming against anyone and everyone, leaving her entire social realm in the state of constant upheave. And it worked for her. Then now the rest of the world has grown up and she still acts like the schoolgirl. Blair has faces. She has different faces, like masks. She pulls, she puts on in order to get what she wants. To thrive at Constance, she became Queen Bee, imperial, cold, and a very cruel sense of humor. She was absolutely ruthless when it came to establishing popularity and maintaining dominance. And what made her especially dangerous is that she is so smart. The girl can look at you, ferret out your weakness, your greatest vulnerability, and then twist the screws slowly like the most hardened inquisitors. She did it to me, sure, but the real victim was my little sister, Jenny, who spent years trying to only do the queen's bidding, stealing, lying to our parents, making the other girls cry in a fruitless attempt to please Blair and secure her own safety at Constance. It didn't work. Even years later, when she should have put her own childish things aside, Blair quite literally banished Jenny from Manhattan. Seriously, she issued the banishment like a queen issuing a royal decree, and Jenny, who would otherwise willfully and tough, humbly obeyed. Stranger still, we all humbly obey. So powerful as Blair is, is so Powerful is Blair's imperial mask like the queen in fairy tales. Blair fixates on the women who pose the greatest threat to her reign. Jenny was small potatoes compared to the Serena Vanderwoodson. I mean, all like truth to me here. Like nothing. And I guess like all of what he's saying is truth. Like even in Nate's stuff was true, but like that was hurtful where Blair's, I feel like. She would own it. She would own this. Yeah. Like it's hurtful, but it's stuff she already is like, okay, yeah, I think I'm, I try to make amends for that, but also right. she's still doing it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We had oh. some music by Lemonade, My Fiction, All Wrong, and The Plans Change, Hot Chip, Tara Simmons, MD- MNDR, Wild Future, and White Arrows. Mike says, how long will this run of Sag last? Did you see the Sag reunion coming? No, clearly. I guess. <laughs> I, Not even yeah. last week? Well, yeah, last week I did. But I mean, I wasn't happy about it. I guess two episodes. Okay, so, so two more episodes and they will fizzle out and not be together? Yeah, yeah. I think they're each okay. other's rebound. Okay. What will Chivy do with the evidence she has on Bart? Do you think she'll tell Rufus about it? No. I mean, okay, so she wants to take down Lily, but she's using Rufus to do so. So maybe she would. And then Rufus would try to go to Lily. Maybe. Would he? I don't know. I, I, maybe. And then Lily would be like, I already know about the oil, so get out of here. Mm-hmm. Will Chuck get to Chivy first or will Bart find his way of stealing back the envelope? I think Bart. So Chuck is going to be like behind. 
yeah, on everything. Obviously, we're still going to continue this this wild chase. So, right, yeah. yeah. Will also brings up the all the past references of the Sag stuff going on in this episode, and then says the Rufus Chivy Lily post painting scene that ended with Chivy kissing is my nominee for worst scene in the entire show. Wow. Do we have at yeah? She says, "Do you two have any?" So I guess a nominee for the worst scene in the entire show. Mine's a threesome. Uh, it still will forever be a threesome. <laughs> yeah, that lives rent free. Yeah, um, free right in the noggin. I'm sure there's another one. I really that's it. That is a really good bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Like definitely worst scene in Gossip Girl. It's a hard one. It's a hard, hard one. Mm. Vic says, why is Lily okay with what whatever Bart does? What do you think Ivy will do with the envelope? Yeah, I think Lily is just, she's like, well, this is the life I chose, so I better just deal with it. And Rufus is being an ass, so I'll just, again, I'm not even going to repeat it because you all know what I'm going to say. She's going to redeem herself. I'm just saying it. I hope I just yes. want her to work with Charles. Yeah, same. Do you think Blair's designs are what we will see in the new Gossip Girl? I was really hoping that. I was really hoping that we were going to have a tie in there. Yeah. I hope Agreed. so. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would like to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you needed to stay somewhere for a few days, where would you go? A hotel or a friend's place? I'd go to my mom's. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so same. Yep. Yeah, I'd go to my mom's or your mom's. Yeah, right? Exactly. We would go to either of our moms. Yeah. Um what about fashion and headbands? I found one headband. I, I also had one. I liked Blair's cherry earrings she was wearing in the first couple of scenes and her yellow coat. Yeah, I loved Lily's charity dress. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And I like Serena's red like burgundy sweater. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have much else. Yeah, that's it. What about some quotes? I am not all scheme and no substance. I love that. Uh, you are running my business like you were still the meanest girl in high school. <laughs> I don't have the quote, but I have this scene where I think it was Blair who referenced the return of Vanessa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved that, too. And even when she says even that goth princess Jenny Humphrey had talent. Yes. Yes. And I loved, you're not mature, polite, or professional, and even your own mother knows it. I have all the page quotes. Yeah, and then I have, you won't look good in hemp. (laughs) (laughs) And you are trying to bully me into retracting an article about you being a bully. Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah. Who is your MVP? Nate. Same. It's pretty he, obvious, I think. He helped the friends. It's all yeah. he had to do. And he, you know, had that good talk with Serena. Like, there's no way you have real feelings for Badge. So, like, yes. no. Agreed. You are. You and I are the only people who chose Nate, naturally. We did have votes for Sag because some people were very excited that they were back on. Oh, come we on. Had, yes, we had votes for Blair and votes for Dorota. Okay, Dorota. What about your shittiest? Hmm. I mean, honestly, I didn't really like anybody. No. I'm like, I'm going to go with Rufus. I just am not liking him. And I feel like I was listening. Well, I was listening to Jessica's podcast and actually they had, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but the actor who played Aaron Rose. Oh, yes. yes. I, Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was a good episode, but they were talking about how when Jenny wanted to get emancipated and, she, you know, they were like, oh, Rufus is such a good dad. And I was like, man, Rufus sucks now. <laughs> like, he's just awful. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, we made him even more spineless. It's just so. I really thought this season he was going to go his own way and open up a gallery or work on the music and date someone more appropriate who's not wrapped up in this bullshit. I wanted so much more. 
Agreed. You but really it's... just, you become nasty like the people you didn't want to be associated with. He became hard, just like Dan. Right. It's just, look, so yeah, Rufus, you suck. Does suck. I picked Chivy, but I also had Blair, and then I crossed it out, and I picked Chivy because I'm just like, I'm over you. Goodbye. I loved you, and now I have no room for you anymore. Yeah, I mean, I do want the most know. votes for her. Oh, we did. Yeah, I do yeah. want to know how this all ends. I really do. But also, man, when do you think we're going to find out? By episode eight. Oh, okay. I wanted to um, give a little shout out to Jen who sent me some of her thoughts and she actually says that episode eight is her favorite of the season and she understands why we're having such issues and she feels sorry that we're having such issues with this season. She actually really loves this season, but she understands why we would have a problem with it. She okay. loves the over the top scheming and the story, like the grand uh, storylines um, and she said that the idea that Bart Bass, the uber successful businessman, would inc- hide incriminating evidence in the back of a painting instead of just destroying it. It's so ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? It exists. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go into a Betty of the Week. You were total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. You're a total Betty. This week I chose Lisa. We love Lisa. I love her so much. (laughs) She's been with the total buddies for quite some time. We love when we get to hear from her when she participates in Topic Tuesday or sends us our emails uh, for each episode. It's just great to hear from her. I loved her perspective on, I love her perspective on most things. And she usually brings like a fresh take. So yeah. uh, just wanted to say thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening and being with us. We really just love and appreciate you. Thanks, Lisa. I also want to give a happy birthday shout out to Emily. Yay. Happy birthday. She's a Betty. She's a part of the network. And I want to give a shout out to Vic. Thank you so much for your sweet card. We appreciate you and we appreciate all of our Bettys. We love all of you. You guys are the best. Okay, so the title for next week in my three gossip words. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. Notebook is so far. Oh my God, episode seven. Like, what is life? Episode seven. Seven weeks. We've been doing this. It's terrible. All right, so... Title for next week, episode seven, is Save the Last Chance. Oh, my God. And my three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Revenge. Monarchs. Apologies. Which I really wanted to say amends, but apologies works. (laughs) All right. So maybe... Revenge has to do more with Chivy and her continued revenge. And Monarch, something to do with Bart, mm. I think. Monarch. Mm. Unless maybe we're doing like a Monarch butterfly motif. That'd be super creative, Lissy. <laughs> and then apologies. Maybe we get an apology. There's so many ways this can go depending on how the episode goes, which is like a giant duh statement. But maybe we get apologies that have to do with Serena and Blair. We get apologies having to do with Lily and Charles. We have apologies of Rufus and Lily. There's lots. I'll just give you there's lots of apologies. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Serena, maybe Sag has another apology moment. Like, I'm so sorry that we waited and I did this and you did this and blah, 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 bullshit. Monarch. Monarch, monarch, monarch. Monarchs, plural. Oh, monarchs. Oh. Still doesn't help. But <laughs> Like, does it change anything? Yeah. Okay. All right. You did your best. They were difficult words. We'll be together next week to watch. Yeah. I'm excited. 
What do you think we should do as an emoji? A painting? A painting. Yeah, Does that throw exist? in a painting. There has to be some sort of painting, so. Yeah, I think there's like that. Let me see. Or maybe like a rainbow heart if you can't find the painting because it's like it's Pride Month, first of all. Second of all, we love rainbow and it has to do yeah. with the painting. So sure. if you works. can't find a painting, send us a rainbow heart. You can drop it in an Apple Podcast review. That would look stunning so as cute. the title for an Apple Podcast review. I'm just saying. Maybe you want to consider it if you haven't already. We'd super appreciate it. It's a free and fun way to support the show and support the Bettys. We would be so happy and love to read them. Don't you love when we get super excited to read the the podcast reviews? It's so fun. Well, Michelle just looked and we don't have one to read. So maybe you guys can do something about that. How about just, yeah, just change the narrative here. Help the girls out. We would super appreciate it. Also, you know, while we're here, if I want to, you know, you want to plug some more Betty stuff, you can head over to our Patreon page and see what that's about. If you're interested, we did start a new $1 tier. So you get a shout out on the podcast and you get to, um, you know, just see what we got going on over there. We love each and every one of our pledges. You guys are the best. And maybe that's something that you'd want to consider getting some perks Perks of the podcast, all the peas. Yeah. All right. So before we go to After Dark, I'm going to read the Will's treat for the episode. Yes. Gossip Girl characters as comebacks for the Sag comeback. Oh, so creative. Cannot this was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So Blair, 2004 Boston Red Sox. Everyone was rooting for them. A real feel-good story. Chuck, the prodigal son. The Bible, he puts in parentheses. They both were always having to fight over the rightful inheritance. Dan and Serena, Sag, they are their own comeback. Shout out to Mike and all the other Sag believers. (laughs) Nate, Vincent Vega and John Travolta's comeback film, Pulp Fiction. Both got voted most likely to die on the toilet after a failed business transaction. Chivy, Vivian in Pretty Woman. They were both lower class women who had the funds to go back to buy inexpensive to buy expensive things from people who humiliated humiliated them for being poor. Big mistake. Rufus, Chinese democracy, Guns and Roses. Both got too old and became parodies of themselves. Lily, Vanilla Ice, hard to swallow. Both were uninteresting, cold, and kind of sad towards the end. <sighs> Eleanor, the Star Wars The Force Awakens, refreshing, full of force and life, and fulfilled a much-awaited comeback. And Jack, a boomerang. They are Australians. Wait, they are Australian, mate. <laughs> so good, Will. Oh, that was so creative. That one was really fun. That I loved really this good. one. It was really Thank special. You. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. And if you're interested in sending a topic for Will to make Gossip Girl characters in, the link to that submission is in the episode show notes. So check it out if you have a cool idea and he'll get around to doing it. We love yeah. hearing them. It's the best. Yeah. You're so good. All right, Michelle, it's time we jump into the after dark. Yeah. She's not excited. No, there's just nothing to talk about, but let's I like getting on a roller coaster anyway. Yeah, let's click in. And we're we clicking. Click, 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 click. click. Ah! You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. After dark. After dark. So Mike says, how did Padge send a Gossip Girl blast of Sag's location without Serena noticing? Also, if Blair was able to find Padge using the Gossip Girl stalker GPS app that couldn't, then couldn't the paparazzi use it to find Sag's location? Or does it only work if you have your location on your phone? Or is it like when people check in on Facebook? Was was cell phone technology advanced back then? I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think it was thought out. Clearly. I think maybe somehow I he somehow just either someone actually did see them and they sent the blast to Gossip Girl and he just posted it really quickly. 
or he did it himself, like in the bathroom or something. And he he's very clever, as we know. Yeah. But I just can't believe like I'm waiting for Serena to find out that Dan is gossip girl, because don't you think her idea of this like perfect boy will change? You know what? You know what? I could see her being like, well, I forgive. I was shitty, too. Yeah. She forgives very easily. Like, very easily. It's almost like she has the attention span of a goldfish because she moves Mm -hmm. on to things super quickly. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And it's super frustrating. It is. Yeah. But, like, at this point, we have three episodes, about three episodes left with the finale. So they better stir up something because next week is next week is frustrating because, like, we get some stuff. But then, like, towards the end, I'm like, wait, are you actually kidding me? <laughs> Did we get any intel from Shanna or no? No, she didn't have time to send me anything. But hopefully for next week. I, I understand. Sorry to disappoint. You know, it's just looking for some faith. She's just like, oh, yeah, like, it's not that's not really good. I'm like, yeah, now we're up to the point where, like, Sag is, like, getting back together. And she's like, oh, yeah, when they both, like, were shitty people, so we'll be together. I'm like, yeah. That's where we're at right now. So she's like, yeah, it's just a, like a, a wild ride. I'm like, it hasn't actually been wild at all. No. Like nothing has happened. I don't think it's been a wild ride. It's been pretty mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre at best. After next week's episode, yeah. I came out of the bedroom after watching it. And I said to Randy, I would rather watch all of Dexter, including the bad seasons, three more times and watch Gossip Girl ever again. Because of what happens in next week's episode. And it's like nothing even major. It's just something that we continually do over and over and over again. That I'm like, when does it stop? When does the writing get better? It doesn't. It just has plateaued. That's it. It doesn't get better. <laughs> I'm still wondering, do I want to watch season eight of One Tree Hill? Or do I want to watch Gossip Girl? I don't know. Right. I, really... I really don't know. I guess I would pick One Tree Hill right now only because it's been a while since we've watched and it would be like more refreshing to kind of be like, oh yeah, that's what happens as opposed to like watching what we kind of already just watched. So yeah, I'll pick One Tree Hill for now. For shits and giggles, I should just revisit season eight and then do commentary on it and see yeah. if anything has changed. I'm sure I'll get to a point and I'll be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I feel like seven and eight go hand in hand, obviously, because after yeah. six is when they have like the new characters come right. in and stuff. So, yeah, not good. Not good. But anyway, that's where we leave you. Next week, we'll be back with episode seven, which is titled Save the Last Chance. Mm. So maybe we'll get like a cool Julia Styles breakdown in it. Just kidding. It just sucks. So we'll be back next week. You'll hear all of the banter and the rants. Okay, XOXO. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to 3 Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at 3gossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.